Hello, and welcome to the Through the Grapevine podcast. This is the very first episode. My name is Uta Mitchell, and I am the owner, founder, writer, and spirit behind this project. I was born and raised in Germany and moved to the U.S. in 2000 because my husband is American. We live in Oregon, and at this point, we're practically empty nesters. We have three kids, two girls and a boy, and the boy, he's 19, so he's not really a boy anymore. <laughs> he's practically never home anymore. So yeah, we have an empty nest. Aside from the dog, it's just me and my husband, and I am fa- suddenly finding myself with a lot of time on my hands. What makes me qualified to talk about wine? You know, let's jump right into it. So I've been working in the wine industry here in Oregon in the Willamette Valley for several years. I've worked in tasting rooms, both as a server, but also as a tasting room manager. And I have a couple of different wine certifications from the Wine and Spirits Education Trust These are certifications that are internationally known and recognized, and you learn everything from what a wine looks like, smells and tastes like, to the climate it was grown, the soil, the winemaking process, and more. So a lot more information than your average Jane wants to know. Over the course of the last couple of years, one thing has become very clear to me, and that is that the wine industry is still heavily dominated by men. Now, it's not that I don't like men. Don't get me wrong. I also don't dislike the work that they do, of course. But, well, I'm a woman, and I love to see women succeed and thrive in the industry, and that is why I am talking to women, and I am going to feature women on this podcast. The other thing is I keep running into women either in real life or online who have questions about wine that they'd like answered, like wine pairing questions, how to store a wine, how long to store it, and so on. But they don't really want to read a bunch of boring books or go as far as to get a certification like the one I have, which is one, expensive, and two, quite time-consuming. Plus, I don't know about you, but I have found that often, not always, but often, women are targeted as just wanting a cheap wine to get drunk at the end of the day. Wine down with a cheap wine. Make the label pretty and colorful and make the women feel like they don't know what they're talking about anyway. Also, please let me clarify, I am not anti-cheap wine. There are good wines that come at a really amazing price, and I will be talking about them in the upcoming episodes. Little story to add. Just this morning, I spoke with my friend who is encouraging me to take this business to the next level. Yes, Bonnie, I'm talking about you right now. Hi, I love you. (laughs) She told me about her wedding anniversary with her husband. They went to a restaurant and she looked at the wine list and she had no idea what to choose for her wine. She ended up with a glass of champagne. And not that there was anything wrong with champagne, but the reason she chose it was because she was overwhelmed and didn't know what would go well with her dinner. Often a more upscale restaurant will have very knowledgeable staff to recommend pairings, but that is not always the case. Hopefully over the next 
few or many episodes, I can help with questions like that. Anyway, to get back to me, I got laid off from my job a couple of months ago, and I already had started this blog, the Through the Grapevine. I already owned the domain name, and I knew it was time to get going with this endeavor. I actually turned my regular Instagram account into a business account, renamed it Through the Grapevine, and, well, here we are. Let me tell you that I am really nervous about recording these episodes, and I'm sure you can hear it as I'm stumbling over my words, but bear with me. And really, what is my alternative? Sure, I could go back into a full-time position, which would bring with it financial security and benefits, paid vacation, if I am so lucky. But I am also in the very lucky position to have a supportive husband who encourages me to go forward with realizing my own dreams. I am also a boxing and kickboxing coach. I do still pour wine here and there at local events, and I have a ton of fun doing these things. It's a really great way for me to get out and, you know, get physically active rather than just always being cooped up in my little office and my house. With all that said, the plan here is obviously to share a bunch of wine facts, maybe do some tastings, show plenty of vulnerability and personal history, and of course, feature women in wine who inspire me. And when I say that, even though I live in Oregon, I am very interested in talking to women from all over the United States or even the whole world. I can speak in German and English and broken French, so, you know, let's go do this. So if you happen to know of a woman who works in the wine industry, and I really mean any woman who works in the industry, be it a winemaker, a tasting room manager, a server, a seller, master, a winery owner, or any other position in the industry, I want you to message me. I would love to get in touch with them for an interview. How do I envision the structure of the show? Well, of course, it can change as time goes on, just as I see what works and what people are responding to really well. But here is how I picture it for now. I always do want to start out with a little bit of a personal story. This may be a story from my life, an experience I had, something I read or heard about, you know, something like that. Then I will answer some burning wine questions from my listeners. So please fire away. If you do have any type of question, I will at least attempt to answer it on this show. Of course, this can be as simple as should I buy a California or an Oregon Chardonnay? What should I eat with my steak dinner or dessert? How do I store my wine? And so on. And then we will either go into a tasting right here on the show or a story about a woman in wine and history, or if I have an interview lined up, which I really hope I get a lot of those, I will do an interview with a modern woman in wine. Like I said, bear with me as I get this figured out. The format may still change. So... For this first episode, I did ask some friends to ask me some questions, and I am going to answer them right here on the show. So, question number one, what is your favorite wine? Well, to me, the darker the better. I like them rich and bold and like they are melting in your mouth, so to speak. Trader Joe's, and no, I am not getting paid for this little plug, has a stag sleep 
Cabernet Sauvignon that is to die for. It is so smooth and soft and I can drink it by itself or with my steak dinner. It doesn't even matter. I love it. Just love it, love it, love it. Question number two. How old were you when you had your first glass of wine? Now, bear in mind that I grew up in Germany and things are a little bit different. Your legal drinking age for beer and wine is actually 16. However, many parents, including my own, offer wine to their kids with dinner at 12, maybe 13 years old. And that's exactly what happened at my house. Um, Of course, I did sneak leftover wine here and there. Um, Specifically, I remember one year's Eve and I was probably seven-ish. My brother might have been four or five. You know, everybody, all the adults are going outside for the fireworks and many of them left their wine inside. And so my brother and I went and, you know, drank the wine that was left. I don't recall it bothering me much, but I know that my brother wasn't feeling so well afterwards. And here's question number three. Did you always like big, bold wines? No, of course not. I I don't think anybody starts drinking wine and thinks, oh my gosh, this big, bold red with really strong tannins and high acidity is really what I've been going for this entire time. No. Funny story, I started going out dancing when I was about 16 years old to, you know, the local dance clubs. And you could purchase a beverage that was red wine mixed with Coke. I kid you not. They named it Korea. I don't know to this day why it was named Korea. I'm sure the wine was cheap and, well, with the Coke, it was actually somewhat enjoyable for my 16-year-old taste buds. And this makes me think I should maybe try it again for the show. Maybe next time that I do the show, I will have some wine and Coke ready and try it right here on the show and tell you how amazing it is. You should know that Germans are notoriously good at mixing alcohol with beverages like soda. There is a white wine beverage that we call Schorle. If you mix a wine with a club soda, it's a dry Schorle. And if you mix it with a like Sprite or something like that, then it's a sweet Schorle. We also mix our beer with soda. And uh, it is a very, very well-known beverage. People all over Germany will know it. So don't be surprised if you find yourself in Germany and it says that on a menu somewhere or you see someone ordering it. It's actually in the case, especially in the case of the beer with soda, it's actually quite refreshing. Maybe give it a try if you're over 21 because we're in the U.S. here, Okay. So anyway, this is how I really started drinking wine. The first wine I enjoyed without anything added to it was a Lombrusco. It was a relatively sweet Italian red wine, so great starting point for someone like me. As time went by and I refined my palate, that is when I started really gravitating towards the big reds. Though, of course, living in Oregon, I also appreciate Pinot Noir, of course, as we are so very famous for it in the state. 
Wine really is so much fun to explore. And I will very much appreciate your input on what burning questions you have that I can cover on the show. Remember to follow me on Instagram too, or check out my blog at throughthegrapewine.com. That's T-H-R-U-T-H-E-G-R-A-P-E-W-I-N-E. It just occurs to me that that's a really long name. But anyway, sign up for my newsletter. And of course, I will also have all of that info in the show notes. All right. Well, so moving on, it is summer right now as I'm recording this, we're actually having a bit of a heat wave in Oregon and I will be very happy when Oregon decides to turn down the heat a little bit because this is just a little much for me, but it's also really great for whites and rosés. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the appropriate serving temperature for these wines. So a white wine, like a Sauternes, for instance, should be well chilled to about 43 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Sparkling wines like Prosecco or Champagne can be served just a tad warmer, up to 50. I find that sparkling wine will lose its flavor a little bit when it's too cold. Light-bodied wines like a Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio, which is the same wine but in Italian, also should not be served warmer than 50 degrees. Full-bodied wines, full-bodied whites like an oak chardonnay can be enjoyed slightly warmer, about 50 to 55 degrees to kind of unfold that full flavor. By the way, hear me out here. You can also lightly chill a light-bodied red like a Beaujolais, a Beaujolais Nouveau, and even some very light Pinot Noirs. The only thing I am going to ask you is to please not put ice cubes into your chilled wines. Ice cubes, they add, you know, and oftentimes when it's not filtered water, you'll get a little bit of that chlorine taste in, in your wine. It'll dilute the flavors. So just, just keep the wine in the fridge or in an ice bucket and that'll keep it nice and chilled. My special recommendation for you is to try a white Pinot Noir. White Pinots use the Pinot Noir grape, but there is practically no skin contact and the skin is where you get the color from. So these white Pinots, they're dry to off dry. They are usually crisp and fruity and so refreshing. Uh, several Oregon wineries actually offer them. You will also find them in some California wineries. You'll find them in some Alsatian and German wines. Uh, of course, you'll have to, you know, find a wine store that has a good selection of wines. And with that, believe it or not, even though it's been short, um, it, we've made it to the end of the very first episode of the Through the Grape Wine podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I did. Of course, I also am going to be very, very critical of myself when I listen to this later. But here it goes. I'm going to put it out there anyway. And the reason is I was recently, I got to share this little story with you real quick before I sign off. I was recently at a conference by the Women in Wine, the Oregon chapter. It was a conference for women. And I went there with one of my study buddies from my wine certification class that I did. 
And my study buddy, her name is Allie, and she and I were sitting in this talk and long story short, we decided to hold each other accountable. And I said, I finally, after much procrastination and judgment of myself, want to re-record and post my first podcast. And she turned to me and she told me that she was so proud of me and that she was there to support me and that she was going to hold me accountable. And then I started crying and then I told her that I am going to support her. And so this was just this really beautiful moment. And here I am and I am recording this thing and I'm going to put it out there no matter what. Yes, I just clapped my hands. I do expect future episodes will be longer, especially as I start interviewing some of the amazing women in wine. And I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am to be doing this. I really am. Regardless of how nervous I am, I think this is such an exciting endeavor. This has really been a long time coming. I was just always so busy with other things. You know, I homeschooled my kids. I drove them through their activities, play dates, doctor appointments. I held jobs. I dabbled in a couple of different careers, but I always knew that I wanted to do something like this. Only I didn't know what to do, what I had to offer to the world. I know this to be true for so many women. And then as soon as you come up with an idea, hello, imposter syndrome, which is so silly. There are plenty of people with less knowledge, but with great passion who put themselves out there all the time and they still make it. So no more excuses from me. Here I am ready for something cool and exciting. And I am so happy you are here with me please do remember to message me your questions or suggestions and I will catch you in the next episode. Post.